Whether it's by intercom or rattling the wall, we'll get Amy's attention for Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Good shake would it do it too. Yeah. Give me attention. Well, the, Pay the, attention! The walls are nearly as rattly as they used to be. Not nearly. We, we remodeled and we put insulation in the walls, actually. <laughs> How about that? And yeah, we sturdy. figured that was necessary after I was throwing the, the uh, ball at the wall and Amy knew it was time to go on the air and that kind of stuff. She knew what, what kind of ball it was. Yeah. She heard you say, should we throw the ball now? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It was only a Nerf ball, too. That's how thin those right. balls were. Okay, so before we jump into the heavy-duty stuff, celebrity quotes for Amy and Randy. Celebrity quotes, and I'll get your reaction to this. Uh, we'll just do a couple. One, The first one from Ashton Kutcher, the guy who was an actor and, uh, uh, well, both TV shows and movies, and I saw him on Shark's Tank because apparently he's an investor now, too. An investor. Is, well, is that how it's pronounced? Ashton Kutcher? Kutcher. 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 It's not Kutcher. No. It's Kusher. Okay. Kucher. I've been pronouncing it wrong my entire life. You pronounce it since I've known him. With yeah. the T. Kucher. K U T C H E R. Okay. And I thought it was Kush Kusher. You oh, know what? Yeah. He's from Ukraine. Is he? Or I mean his family is. I don't know if he is, but he is uh, his background is Ukrainian. Oh, so he's given a lot of money actually to Ukraine relief. But anyway, I don't want to influence you. Here's his quote and we'll see what you think. The minute you start seeing your obstacles as things that are made for you to give you what you need, then life starts to get fun. You start surfing on top of your problems instead of living underneath them. In the underwater hotel, apparently. Like, like, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I really like that. I mean, especially like, you know, as believers in Jesus, you know, we understand like from the Bible that, you know, God get, allows us to face trials of many kinds, yeah. and we can look at that as, as pure joy, as the Bible says in James, because it helps us to mature in our faith and that sort of thing. And he works all things together for good. Yeah. I mean, that's in there, too. And so. tribulation worketh patience. That's right. Okay, so it sounds like uh, it's uh, a great quote. six thumbs up for Ashton. <laughs> yes. All right, here's another one. This is from a supermodel, a former supermodel. I don't know. Maybe once you're a supermodel, you're always a supermodel. Is that the case? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Iman is her name, Iman. And she's one of those people that just goes by one name, like Cher. Crowder. Oh, one of those people. One of those people, people. yeah. <laughs> Kwame, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Iman says, my mother always says, know your worth. Otherwise, someone else will tell you what it is. My mother always says, know your worth. Otherwise, someone else will tell you what it is. Good advice. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. Perfectly and yeah. wonderfully made. However you want to say it. Well, that's another thing we as believers can hold on to because we have tremendous worth in God. Of course, he mm -hmm. sent his son Jesus to die for each one of us. And, and that's a message we can spread to non-believers as well about how worth, much worth they have in God's eyes. Yeah. And the ultimate example of that is God sent his only son to die for us uh, as individuals. And that shows yeah. the value of each person. So, yeah, that's great. And I think uh, today, especially coming from a, a, a supermodel uh, in that whole world, all the, all the young girls that are putting their, when, when they don't have a real view of how valuable they are, 
they let anybody who's ready to take advantage of them tell them what they're worth or not worth mm-hmm. and then uh, mm-hmm. set their uh, set their value that way and then they're in a very vulnerable position so don't do that don't do mm-hmm. that this is uh, Kwame and Company podcast number five, halfway to ten. Woo-hoo! And let's uh, let's uh, uh, go to our uh, interview now with Brad Mattis. Amy, uh, were you there when we were talking to Brad at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention? Tell me who he was. He's the guy with life issues. We're talking about pro-life things. I don't think so. You might not have been there. That was at the. I think uh, I was interviewing other people. Yeah, that could be. Uh, so, well, this will be of uh, special importance to you. Because uh, a, a year ago at uh, NRB, we had just talked to him, and that was just before Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. was knocked down. And now this is after Roe versus Wade. And he also has some some interesting things to say about <laughs> Minnesota politics. Let's just. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. I'm Phil, and it's my privilege to have Brad Mattis with us again. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Phil. It's always a joy to see your face at NRB. We have such a, a great relationship because we've aired your, your short-form program for a long time, and many of our listeners rely on you for the up-to-date information on what's happening with the pro-life community. Oh, and it's uh, a delight to do that. You know, sometimes you think, well, am I going to have enough content? Well, usually <laughs> every week I have enough stories laying on my desk three times what I have have uh, space for in the yeah. day. So yeah. uh, it is a joy to educate, motivate, and activate listeners with that program. Well, last year, we were just a few days away at NRB from Roe versus Wade going down. What a celebration. That must have been a, a highlight of your career. Yes, uh, I like to, to tell everybody I know Roe is dead. It's such a joyful sound in my ears because for me personally, it's been a 47-year um, journey yeah. to see that Roe is dead. And my prayer was often, Lord, before you come, can we take this blight off of our, uh, our register for America? Yeah. And, you know, America does, did not deserve his mercy in that regard. We are very stiff-necked people. It seems to be that in many areas of the country, we celebrate sin and castigate virtue and in righteousness. So um, it is a blessing that we did not deserve, but oh, what a joy. But you know, the work has just begun and, and it's begun in earnest. And we knew the battle lines would go to the states. I think perhaps what we didn't see coming was just how vicious the other side is abortion is one of Satan's most effective tools to drag souls to hell. And so we knew he wasn't going to give up that without a royal fight. And the domestic terrorism we're seeing, Mm -hmm. fire bombings, vandalisms of pro-life churches and pregnancy centers has just been appalling. But combined with that is the FBI and Department of Justice, which is secretly acting against the pro-life movement instead of going after all of those domestic terrorists that have done damage to us. 
Brad Mattis is our guest. If people want to find out more, of course, they listen to your program, but uh, you, your website presence is, uh, you've got all kinds of resources there as well. We do, and our website is lifeissues.org, lifeissues.org, and we've got 5,000 pages from fertilization to euthanasia and everything in between. We're working on a total remake of the website that's taking three months, so we'll hopefully be able to announce that toward the end of the summer. Brad, can we talk some more here? Absolutely. We sure can. We might be playing Where's Randy, The Long Four, or Bible Baffle. Weekday mornings on The Word. It's Kwame and Company. Hi, my name is Rosemary. I love The Word. You are just my daily vitamin that I can't live without. I wonder if we're Flintstone chewables. <laughs> If I was going to be a daily vitamin, that's, that's what I'd what want you to want to be. be. Yeah. All right. Pebbles, Bam Bam, Fred. They've almost all chew- turned to gummies now. So. Oh yeah, that isn't that what they are? Or no, they were chewables. Oh, they, they were like were... little hard pieces. Yeah. That you crunch. Cr- yeah. Oh okay. I all still right. take the hard ones that you just swallow myself, and uh, oh, <laughs> that's created problems a couple times for me. What you ever kind of problems, something, Randy? You ever swallow something down your windpipe? Yeah. Well, that's how you get oh, pneumonia. Oh, my goodness. What an awful, awful experience. I mean, like for literally an hour, I coughed and coughed and coughed. Finally shot that thing out of my windpipe. But, man, it was miserable really? at that point. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's how people get, it's called aspirating, and that's how you get pneumonia. When it lays down there and then uh, it, fills your lungs with water? and Well, it, no, it you get bacteria built up because you've Whoa. aspirated something that's not supposed to be in your yeah, lungs. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I called a called a nurse friend of mine in the midst of this misery. What'd she tell that. you to do? Uh, she said, you'll just keep coughing until it's all out of there. And basically okay. that's what happened. So Okay. Oh, well, that's I'm glad good. God designed our bodies that way to protect us from, you know, some of that stuff. But yeah. I would have preferred not to have gone through the no. experience. But... <laughs> I understand that. All right. But you're better now for it, and now you know what to do next now time. Now you're careful. Yeah, now I take Flintstones gummies. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay not really. <laughs> well, okay, uh, now you may have heard this, but it was from the website avclub.com, avclub.com, that earlier this year uh, in the United Kingdom, it's like England. Well, it's the United Kingdom, but. It was, well, mm-hmm. no, it's, it was over there somewhere. Yes. Production of the, <laughs> the movie. England is part of, like, Anyways. I suppose it could have been in Ireland, could have been in Scotland. Yeah, it could have been in any of those. How about yeah. Australia? Is that still considered part of the United Kingdom? No. That's a commonwealth. I don't think so. Yeah. Part of the commonwealth, like Canada. It wouldn't have been in Canada. No. No. Okay. Somewhere over there in the island nation, <laughs> <laughs> they, they had the movie turned musical, The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and are you familiar with the movie, The Bodyguard? Kevin Costner was protecting Whitney Houston from mm-hmm. all kinds of ne'er-do-wells yes Mm -hmm. and uh somewhere in there she stopped to sing this song yes she does i will always no 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 phil okay randy (laughs) yeah it's a song written by dolly parton it was i like how dolly does it but and and, uh, the same day that she wrote uh uh, coat of many colors no jolene different one oh jolene yeah. Well, anyway, famous one. 
Did you know that Whitney Houston paid a a significant amount of cash to Dolly Parton for the rights to sing that song, by the way? I would hope so. We're talking in the seven digits plus. I would think so. Really? She probably made eight digits plus. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. So anyway, so this- Her state's probably still making money off of it. Yeah. There's this movie turned musical, The Bodyguard. They had to stop it. Because the disruptive theatergoers wouldn't stop singing along to the song, I Will Always Love You. <laughs> so they're, they're up there acting, mm-hmm. you know, and the music starts because she's singing it, I would imagine, on stage. And they just keep going, singing with her. Well, and I can't imagine that if an audience of that size was singing with a track, like how would you even be able to sing? That would be very distracting. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because like, you probably can't even hear it anymore at that well, point. And they were past where the song was. They were into where we're supposed to be talking again. What do we do now? They're still singing. Yeah. One of the actors so turned stopped. around with, one of the actors turned around to the crowd and went, all right, cut that out. Stop it. Hey, <laughs> you stop it right now. This is why we can't have nice plays. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that was relatively amusing. Evidently, they didn't care how the rest of the play went. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I went, when it was I went, so good. When we when we were in New York City, mm-hmm. we've gone once or twice. I don't know. It seemed like twice, but maybe it was only once. <laughs> anyway. Did you go we, see Cats? No. Oh. We saw Rocky, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been right on Broadway. Yeah. It, hey, yeah. yeah it was, oh. But it was really, I really enjoyed it. They had fantastic sets, and they had all the, you know, the, the original Rocky story but it was set to music and can't even imagine how that would go that was well, I'm great. kind of kind of picturing one part in the song going adrian oh yeah adrian <laughs> he did that several times and eye of the tiger was it was in there mm, uh, sure well i mean because there's music tracks too yeah rocky yeah well, there's real songs in there but you just they don't have him they just running, don't have the guys, words right just running in place and the scenery's going by him and, and, and the music comes it was fantastic we had a great time but it was probably hmm. in the same vein as yeah this one here okay this is Kwame and company podcast number five it's our privilege to talk to brad mattis about pro-life issues and and brad we were just discussing the celebration of the death of roe versus wade and yet at that time there was such a backlash i think uh, pro-lifers were rocked back on their heels a bit They were, but uh, those of us who have been in the battle for some time understood that there would be a temper tantrum on the part of uh, godless and and pro-abortion people. We have seen uh, Republicans, the party of life on the federal level, stick their head in the sand uh, since uh, the Dobbs decision, and we are working to rectify that situation to let them know that they can't do that, that two-thirds of America's unborn babies are in states where they have abortion on demand until birth and beyond, and they won't see protection unless we see a federal law. So we are working on the state level and the federal level, and we will not rest until all babies are protected from the brutality of abortion. 
It really is a spiritual battle in many ways, and and also uh, a battle for for hearts uh, beyond the legislative and and judicial. We've got to change people's minds. Absolutely, and what we need to convey, you know, life issues is all about education because yeah. it's the foundation of political and legislative victories. We need everything. But undergirding that is information, motivation, activation for members of legislatures to put a fire in their heart so that they can withstand the withering opposition that they're going to entail. And uh, that's why it's so important right now, more than ever, pro-life education needs to uh, continue. And you've got to, as an individual, take initiative to find out sources like uh, you, you guys with life issues because you're not going to get a, a pro-life education in the general media. No, you're not. Uh, they have <laughs> never been with us. Um, they have always, um, back in the 70s, they said, oh, it's just a Catholic issue. Um, and I'd say, well, I'm here as a non-Catholic because it's a civil rights issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said it wasn't a baby, and Sonogram proved them wrong it was a baby. So um, all along there have been lies to hold up the teetering wall of Roe, and now it has collapsed. And uh, we just have to continue in that battle. We have a presence on many of the social media platforms as well as our website, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, so you can find us there and plug in. I do a daily commentary that they can subscribe to if they miss it on your station. Yeah. We also, I also do a weekly blog that they can subscribe to, and I always try to cover issues as they're happening or information that they're not hearing in any other source. Yeah. Uh, Brad Mattis is our guest. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. We'll be right back. I'm Randy Kennedy with news for the heart of Minnesota. The Worldwide Ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship says it's re-emphasizing its commitment to the Great Commission in 2023. This includes an ambitious goal of ministering the gospel to 100 million children each year in the near future and training hundreds of thousands of adults to reach more children for Christ. Dan Anderson is with the Central Lakes CEF chapter, which covers Benton, Cass, Crow Wing, Mille Lacs, Morrison, Sherburne, Todd, and Wadena counties. He says children are fertile soil for God's truth. If the gospel is presented in a way that a child can understand, he can definitely believe in Jesus Christ. As long as he's taught the truth, they can believe. And there is ample evidence of this fact. Last year, more than six million children reached by Child Evangelism Fellowship made professions of faith in Jesus. More information about the ministry, including ways to provide financial or volunteer support, can be found at cefmn.org. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is uh, Kwame and Company. And Brad Mattis is with us from Life Issues. You hear him every day here on The Word talking about pro-life issues. And it's been a busy year, Brad. (laughs) Thank you for your continued support, your continued uh, uh, ministry. It's been a long road for, for Life Issues. Oh, it certainly has. For me, it's been 47 years. But um, there are many who have served much uh, shorter term, but they're all bringing blessings and talents 
Um, we have had an infiltration of young people over the last decade or so, which has greatly increased our impact and visibility. We welcome all pro-lifers, mm -hmm. all law-abiding pro-lifers, and the other side is fighting amongst themselves as who will retain control. So the old guard doesn't want the new people in there, and there's a lot of infighting, which really helps us out. We welcome everybody with open arms, and it pays in dividends of lives saved. We've had a tough year, uh, pro-life in Minnesota, uh, with uh, legislation going through the democratically controlled House and Senate, and of course the governor, everything gets signed. So uh, a lot of the pro-life legislation that had been built into Minnesota law over decades is gone. It's tough not to be discouraged. Yes, um, and discouragement goes along with battling for the rights of unborn. Yeah. If, if I had a dollar for every time I was tempted to throw in the towel, <laughs> I could retire in style. <laughs> but I think for states like Minnesota and others where things are so bleak right now, I would say put effort into pro-life education and turn the hearts and minds of people to educate, motivate, and activate them into action and let them know that no matter what level that candidate is on, I say I wouldn't vote a dog catcher into office unless he or she was pro-life. Yeah. And people chuckle when I say that and I say, listen, every politician or every candidate climbs the, the political ladder of success. Some, it's a short ladder. Others, it's long. Yeah. But just look at Barack Obama. He went from community organizer, whatever that is, yeah. to state senator, to senator, to president. And we need to make sure that we pay attention to those lower offices so that those who are rabidly pro-abortion and extremists can't climb that ladder. We want to saw the ladder out from underneath them with our votes. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that we do uh, at the Word radio station that I think has affected uh, quite a few people is that every Wednesday during the 40 Days for Life campaigns, there's a little older lady named Jan who calls us from the sidewalk and tells us why she's there in the cold praying to stop abortion. And people don't always take it seriously until they hear somebody making a commitment like that and what what they could do then. Well, that's right. You know, when I have to confess that when um, 40 Days for Life first came on the horizon, I thought, well, that's nice, but they're probably not going to make a big difference. I couldn't have been more wrong, <laughs> and I repent for that. Yeah. Uh, and they are making such a difference. And friends like Abby Johnson have said, when somebody's out front praying that turns women away and sometimes they leave the abortion mill because of that. You know, women instinctively know in their heart of hearts that killing their unborn child is wrong. Yeah. Many have asked God for a sign in a peaceful, prayerful, pro-life presence, just offering alternatives. And there's a wealth of them that will equip a woman and man to choose life for their baby. Yeah. So that is a very, very important role. Not everybody can do it, but I would encourage as many who can to be that presence, especially in the state of Minnesota with the mosquitoes and the heat yeah. and the cold, right. to just be faithful to the call and let God bring you those people. 
And there are so many ways that individuals can be involved. Maybe you have a heart for helping the, the woman who decides to keep her child and provide for some of the needs uh, with the pregnancy resource centers, or maybe your church is doing that. Um, so many different levels where people can stand up and say, yes, I'm pro-life, and this is what I'm doing about it. Yes, and I think Minnesota was, was one of those states that increased funding to equip women before the yeah. radicals took over. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting to note, Phil, that states that are decreasing or eliminating or vetoing funding that help mother and child are not the pro-lifers. Right. It's the pro-abortion governor of Arizona. It's the pro-abortion governor of Kansas. It's the pro-abortion governor of North Carolina. The ones that are helping is the pro-life Republican governor of Texas and um, Mississippi. Okay. They have done more than anybody to provide resources. And we're talking about financial help as well as other resources for women and their children so that they can say yes to life. That's a story that's hard to come by, except through organizations like yours. And again, I want to thank you for Life Issues. It's a breath of fresh air every day, and, and we appreciate what you've done over the long haul. Well, we appreciate your partnership, because without you, we couldn't get this information to your listeners. So every night when I go to bed and pray, I thank God for all of those radio stations and station managers that see the importance of telling people about abortion, what it does to women, and the beauty of the unborn child. It's our pleasure. Uh, tell, tell us your website address again if people would like to see all the resources available. Sure. Our website is lifeissues.org, lifeissues.org. And I must tell you, Phil, it is always a joy to see you and your dear wife, Valerie, when I come to NRB. Okay, so that theme means we're working towards the end. Yay! And we'll do it again because we're on our way to number 10. We're halfway there now. And then we'll decide after that Should if we, we go to 20. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll decide on a daily basis. Whatever. Okay. This is the Kwame & Company podcast. And, uh, you know, when it gets down to it, our giving goal of $510,000 for a share this year uh, we should actually be saying that funds two radio stations and one podcast, right? Well, I guess. Do you think that would help the cause or hurt no, it at this point? I, I think it would hurt it. Oh, okay. Well, we will, just forget I, I said mean, if that. They've, yeah, if they've heard our podcast, it'll hurt it. But. Yeah, well, that's right. Most <laughs> people have right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the advantage is most people haven't heard it yet. Right. Oh, so <laughs> We've had three views already. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, so anyway, the total giving goal is $510,000, and we've had a lot of folks at, at this point, uh, over 200, already say, yeah, we're on board with you, but uh, we need a whole lot more. And everybody giving their part will make uh, make it happen, make these two Christian radio stations continue for another year of broadcasting, because the Lord has provided in the past through his people, and we really hope that uh, that will be the case again for the next year. So uh, how would you, uh, uh, Randy, we'll give you the first shot this time. How could one give right now to Share 23? Well, could call our phone number at 218-568-4422. Or you could go online to the word.mn and click on 
No, I'm going to have to check it because I don't know if it says support or give now. Well, so, it's, 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 it's one of those one. two things. Yeah. You, you could probably, you know, get the gist of it by reading the little tabs across the, the top. The little tabs on the top. <laughs> Click on the one that has something to do with money. Right. <laughs> or dig down deep in your mail stack and find the uh, find the uh, newsletter, which you, you should find anyway. And, and there's a giving card in there. Just fill it out and return it. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time as we continue on towards end.